Section 11 of Why Frau Formann Raised Her Prices and Other Stories. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 3 of The Lady of Launay by Antony Trollope. How Bessie Pryor Came to Love the Heir of Launay. Matters became very unpleasant at the park soon after Philip went away. There had been something in his manner as he left, and a silence in regard to him on Bessie's part, which created, not at first surprise, but uneasiness in the mind of Mrs. Miles. Bessie hardly mentioned his name, and Mrs. Miles knew enough of the world to feel that such restraint must have a cause. It would have been natural for a girl so circumstanced to have been full of Philip and his botany. Feeling this, she instigated the parson to renewed attempts, but the parson had to tell her that there was no chance for him. "'What has she said?' asked Mrs. Miles. "'That it can never be.' "'But it shall be,' said Mrs. Miles, stirred on this occasion to an assertion of the obstinacy which was in her nature. Then there was a most unpleasant scene between the old lady and her dependent. "'What is it that you expect?' she asked. "'Expect, aunt?' Bessie had been instructed to call Mrs. Miles her aunt. "'What do you think is to be done for you?' done for me you have done everything may i not stay with you then mrs miles gave utterance to a very long lecture in which many things were explained to bessie bessie's position was said to be one very peculiar in its nature were mrs miles to die there would be no home for her she could not hope to find a home in philip's house as a real sister might have done everybody loved her because she had been good and gracious but it was her duty to marry, especially her duty, so that there might be no future difficulty. Mr. Morrison was exactly the man that such a girl as Bessie ought to want as a husband. Bessie, through her tears, declared that she didn't want any husband, and that she certainly did not want Mr. Morrison. "'Has Philip said anything?' asked the imprudent old woman. Then Bessie was silent. "'What has Philip said to you?' I told him when he asked that I should never marry Mr. Morrison. Then it was, in that very moment, that Mrs. Miles in truth suspected the blow that was to fall upon her, and in that same moment she resolved that, let the pain be what it might to any or all of them, she would do her duty by her family. Yes, she said to herself, as she sat alone in the unadorned, unattractive sanctity of her own bedroom, I will do my duty at any rate now. With deep remorse she acknowledged to herself that she had been remiss. For a moment her anger was very bitter. She had warmed a reptile in her bosom. The very words came to her thoughts, though they were not pronounced. But the words were at once rejected. The girl had been no reptile. The girl had been true. The girl had been as sweet a girl as had ever brightened the hearth of an old woman. She acknowledged so much to herself even in this moment of her agony. But not the less would she do her duty by the family of the Launays. Let the girl do what she might, she must be sent away, got rid of, sacrificed in any way, rather than that Philip should be allowed to make himself a fool. When for a couple of days she had turned it all in her mind, she did not believe that there was as yet any understanding between the girl and Philip but still she was sure that the danger existed. Not only had the girl refused her destined husband, 
just such a man as such a girl as bessie ought to have loved but she had communicated her purpose in that respect to philip there had been more of confidence between them than between her and the girl how could they two have talked on such a subject unless there had been between them something of stricter closer friendship even than that of brother and sister there had been something of a conspiracy between them against her her who at launay was held to be omnipotent against her who had in her hands all the income all the power all the ownership the mother of one of them and the protectress and only friend of the other she would do her duty let bessie be ever so sweet the girl must be made to marry mr morrison or must be made to go but whither should she go and if that whither should be found how should philip be prevented from following her mrs miles in her agony conceived an idea that it would be easier to deal with the girl herself than with philip a woman if she thinks it to be a duty will more readily sacrifice herself in the performance of it than will a man so at least thought mrs miles judging from her own feelings and bessy was very good very affectionate very grateful had always been obedient if possible she should be driven into the arms of mr morrison should she stand firm against such efforts as could be made in that direction then an appeal should be made to herself after all that had been done for her would she ruin the family of the launays for the mere whim of her own heart during the process of driving her into mr morrison's arms a process which from first to last was altogether hopeless not a word had been said about philip but bessie understood the reticence she had been asked as to her promise to philip and never forgot that she had been asked nor did she ever forget those words which at the moment so displeased her you have grown to be the loveliest woman that i have ever looked upon she remembered now that he had held her hand tightly while he had spoken them and that an effort had been necessary as she withdrew it she had been perfectly serious in decrying the personal compliment but still still there had been a flavour of love in the words which now remained among her heart-strings of course he was not her brother not even her cousin there was not a touch of blood between them to warrant such a compliment as a joke he as a young man had told her that he thought her as a young woman to be lovely above all others she was quite sure of this that no possible amount of driving should drive her into the arms of mr morrison the old woman became more and more stern dear aunt bessie said to her one day with an air of firmness which had evidently been assumed purposely for the occasion indeed indeed i cannot love mr morrison then mrs miles had resolved that she must resort to the other alternative bessie must go she did believe that when everything should be explained bessie herself would raise no difficulty as to her own going bessie had no more right to live at launay than had any other fatherless motherless penniless living creature but how to explain it what reason should be given and whither should the girl be sent then there came delay caused by another great trouble on a sudden mrs miles was very ill this began about the end of may when philip was still up in london inhaling the incense which came up from the success of his book at first she was very eager that her son should be recalled to launay 
why should a young man be brought into the house with a sick old woman of course she was eager what evils might not happen if they two were brought together during her illness at the end of three weeks however she was worse so much worse that the people around her were afraid and it became manifest to all of them that the truth must be told to philip in spite of her injunctions bessie's position became one of great difficulty because words fell from mrs miles which explained to her almost with accuracy the condition of her aunt's mind you should not be here she said over and over again now it had been the case as a matter of course that bessie during the old lady's illness had never left her bedside day or night of course she had been the nurse of course she had tended the invalid in everything it had been so much a matter of course that the poor lady had been impotent to prevent it in her ineffectual efforts to put an end to bessie's influence the servants even the doctors obeyed bessie in regard to the household matters mrs miles found herself quite unable to repel bessie from her bedside and then with her mind always intent on the necessity of keeping the young people apart and when it was all but settled that philip should be summoned she said again and again you should not be here bessie you must not be here bessie but whither should she go no place was even suggested to her and were she herself to consult some other friend as to a place the clergyman of their own parish for instance who out of that house was her most intimate friend she would have to tell the whole story a story which could not be told by her lips philip had never said a word to her except one word you have grown to be the loveliest woman that ever i looked upon the word was very frequent in her thoughts but she could tell no one of that if he did think her lovely if he did love her why should not things run smoothly she had found it to be quite out of the question that she should be driven into the arms of mr morrison but she soon came to own to herself that she might easily be enticed into those other arms but then perhaps he had meant nothing so probably had meant nothing but if not why should she be driven away from launay as her aunt became worse and worse and when philip came down from london and with philip a london physician nothing was settled about poor bessie and nothing was done when philip and bessie stood together at the sick woman's bedside she was nearly insensible wandering in her mind but still with that care heavy at her heart no philip no 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 she said what is it mother asked philip then bessie escaped from the room and resolved that she would always be absent when philip was by his mother's bedside there was a week in which the case was almost hopeless and then a week during which the mistress of launay crept slowly back to life it could not but be that they two should see much of each other during such weeks at every meal they sat together bessie was still constant at the bedside of her aunt but now and again she was alone with philip at first she struggled to avoid him but she struggled altogether in vain he would not be avoided and then of course he spoke bessie i am sure you know that i love you i am sure i hope you do she replied purposely misinterpreting him then he frowned at her i am sure bessie you are above all subterfuges what subterfuges why do you say that 
you are no sister of mine no cousin even you know what i mean when i say that i love you will you be my wife oh if she might have only knelt at his feet and hidden her face among her hands and have gladly answered him with a little yes extracted from amidst her happy blushes but in every way there was no time for such joys philip think how ill your mother is she said that cannot change it i have to ask you whether you can love me i am bound to ask you whether you will love me she would not answer him then but during that second week in which mrs miles was creeping back to life she swore that she did love him and would love him and would be true to him for ever and ever End of chapter 3